Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Light Lessons, where I take one specific nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Hello, Simon here. Hope you're well. Thank you for downloading this light episode, which is going to be focusing on imposter syndrome, something that is incredibly normal, very pervasive and could be defined as that feeling like we're going to get found out. It's often related to social anxiety and to perfectionism. And when it gets bad, it could be related to, for example, childhood experience, particularly critical parents, etc. And that's something we're going to be talking about in Monday's episode when I'm speaking to a very interesting clinical psychologist. But we're really going to be talking in this light episode just about imposter syndrome, let's say at a normal level, because it is something that everyone or almost everyone will experience at some point or other in their life. For example, I've done a podcast series for a very big company and I did an episode on this and spoke to a new joiner at the company and then the MD, the manager director too, both of them have experienced it in different situations, often related to status. So when they're around people who they perceive to be of a higher status in one particular area, that's when imposter syndrome will assert itself. Now, a quick shout out to Steve, a listener who I speak to not infrequently, who got in touch and he asked me to do an episode on imposter syndrome because he speaks with a number of clients who really struggle with it and they have thoughts like, oh, I don't deserve to be here, I'm going to get found out. Obviously, accompanying thoughts like that are feelings often of anxiety, which can be unpleasant. Uh, I've also received a message from a listener who we're going to call Bob, that's not his real name, and he's messaged me specifically about imposter syndrome, about the struggle of comparison 
with others, what he describes as negative self-talk, craving praise, and he described it as so tiring. So we're really dealing in the realm of thoughts and feelings. And and I am going to look to do a longer episode on imposter syndrome with someone who really can talk about it in depth. But for this one, like I said, it's about the imposter syndrome that we all experience. So it's thoughts and feelings. So how to deal really with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. Because when Bob talked about self-talk, what he really means is thoughts that arise on their own, of their own accord. Thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be here, etc. And the problem with thoughts like that, or the only real problem is when we identify with them, when we buy into the storyline, when we resist thoughts like that, and the same is true of feelings, when we resist those feelings, that's when they become problematic because uncomfortable thoughts and feelings are a part of life. They are a normal part of the human experience. So I just want to tell a quick story about how I've experienced imposter syndrome. So at London 2012, the Olympics, I was working for Radio 1 and I've been working for Radio 1 for a couple of years. So I was in my comfort zone and I was asked to do a live broadcast on Super Saturday. So when Jess Ennis-Hill, Mo Farah and Greg Rutherford all won gold. And I was asked to do that live broadcast from the fan park for Radio 5 Live. Now, that felt like a bit of a step up. There were bosses I wanted to impress. You know, I was outside of my comfort zone As a result, an hour or so before I was due to go live on air, I noticed a sense of anxiety in my stomach. And what I did was something that a lot of people do when it comes to feelings of anxiety and similar stuff. I tried to get rid of the feeling. I tried to shoo it away. I tried to suppress it. I tried to get rid of it. And that didn't work. In fact, it had the opposite effect. And the feeling just grew and grew and grew until it really threatened to engulf me. The feelings went up into my head. I was having catastrophic thoughts about how I was going to mess up on air, how I was going to stumble my way through it, how the bosses would be really unimpressed, how I'd blow my chance, etc., etc. Eventually, it came time to broadcast. The adrenaline kicked in and it went fine. But the interesting thing was, after the broadcast, I had a sense of relief And I didn't or hadn't enjoyed it. And so I learned a really valuable lesson around that time. And I started to get interested in acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT for short, which is all about relating to thoughts and feelings differently. So it's not trying to change thoughts and feelings, uncomfortable thoughts and feelings, and then living in accordance with your values. So thereafter, I would then put myself in positions where I may experience imposter syndrome. For example, I recorded a piece for the Victoria Derbyshire program when it was back back when it was on. And I remember sitting on the wings. I was about to be brought on to go live on television one morning. That same feeling of anxiety arose in my stomach. But rather than trying to suppress it or get rid of it, I welcomed it. I moved towards it rather than away from it. I leant into it. When a thought came up in my head, like, I'm going to mess this up, I used my favorite diffusion technique, which is I'm having the thought that I'm going to mess this up. And then you create a bit of a distance between you and your thoughts. And you realize that whatever the content of your thought, it doesn't really matter what the content is. You don't need to go about wasting energy, changing a negative into a positive. You just realize a thought is just a thought. You are not your thoughts. You are aware of your thoughts. You are not your feelings. You are aware of your feelings. So the problem is when you buy into the thought or resist the feelings. 
So the key is really to learn to relate to thoughts and feelings differently. A thought is just a thought irrespective of its content, whether it says you're the best thing since sliced bread or the worst thing since stepping on Lego without socks. It doesn't matter what the thought says. A thought is just a thought. We can just be, oh, there's a thought. Thank you, mind, for that thought and let it pass on by. To go back to the sky analogy, it's like clouds. If we just allow them to pass on through, then they're not a problem. The problem comes when we resist them or cling to them or buy into them. And the same is true of feelings as well. When we resist them, that's when they become problematic. But actually, the more we can allow them to be there, the less of a hold they have on us. Now, I'm just going to play a clip from Russ Harris. Now, Russ Harris is the world's best selling act author. He's written The Happiness Gap, The Confidence Gap too, And it's a paradoxical, counterintuitive approach to dealing with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings because it's not about changing them. It's about making space for them. And I'd recommend listening to our full episode, which I will link to in the show notes. So here is Dr. Russ Harris talking about how to deal with the sort of uncomfortable thoughts and feelings that one experiences when one has imposter syndrome. The instinct is when these kind of, when your confidence is, is down, you've got these thoughts, kind of self-doubting thoughts popping up in your head or feelings of anxiety showing up in your body. The natural instinct is to try to push that stuff away, get those thoughts out of your head, suppress those feelings. You know, I have to think positive and feel good, but that just takes up so much mental energy. Uh, that pulls you off your game. It pulls you off anything you're trying to do. So the confidence gap is about rather than trying to get rid of those perfectly normal, natural self-doubting thoughts and feelings of anxiety that we have in challenging situations, it's about just learning how to let them be there without a struggle, learning how to let them kind of come and stay and go in their own good time without getting caught up in them. Uh, and, and as you say, it is completely counterintuitive, but very powerful. Because the fact of the matter is, evolutionary speaking, to have uncomfortable thoughts and feelings is not just normal. It's we are specifically wired that way and for good reason. Yeah, I mean, if you're a cave person stepping out of your safe, familiar territory to go and hunt a woolly mammoth, then you're in danger and you need to be on the lookout for things that could hurt or harm you. You know, there's kind of lots of big critters out there with big teeth that would love to have a, you know, a, a puny bipedal ape for lunch. So, uh, you know, you've got this kind of fight or flight response that kicks in, uh, you know, hardwiring your body so that if you uh, encounter a threat, you can fight or run away. So that gives rise to all those feelings of kind of fear and anxiety. And then, you know, about 250,000 years ago, our, our cerebral cortex developed an, an extra layer that enabled this kind of sophisticated cognition. And so on top of that fight or flight response, now we've got this kind of thought process, watch out, you might get harmed, you might get eaten, look out. Out. There's woolly mammoths about. And it's kind of that sort of uh, process that shows up in challenging situations. We get these feelings of anxiety, which is really just our body preparing to deal with a challenge and preparing us for a threat. And we get these kind of thoughts in our head popping up saying, watch out, this is dangerous. If you take something like social anxiety, you, you know, about it's, it's the most common psychological disorder there is um, uh, about 
30% of the population will suffer from significant social anxiety to such an extent that it interferes with their life. And they either avoid socializing or have to rely heavily on drugs and alcohol to socialize. Now, if you think about that in, in uh, kind of cave person, Stone Age terms, how important is it for you to belong to the group? You know, if the group kick you out, if the tribe kick you out, the, the clan boot you out, you're not going to survive for very long by yourself. Uh, you know, the wolves will eat you for lunch. If you survive lunch, the bears will have you for dinner. And so your mind, your brain, your nervous system compares you to every other member of the group. Am I fitting in? Am I doing well enough? Am I contributing? Am I following the rules? Am I doing anything that might get me rejected? And so it's quite natural that uh, really from a very young age for most of us, we start to develop doubt about ourselves. You know, I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I don't fit in. There's something wrong with me. I'm too fat. I'm too stupid. I'm not as good as this person or that person. And so kind of low self-confidence, self-doubt, self-judgment, uh, social anxiety, all of these things are, are really normal and widespread. And it's kind of very unusual if you don't experience some of this. Which obviously leads on to the fact that it's vital then really to learn to relate to these thoughts and feelings differently, to understand where they're coming from and how to, for want of a better word, manage them better. Yeah, absolutely, because there's no way that you're going to get rid of them. There's no way you're going to overturn, you know, 250,000 years of evolution. You know, I mean, positive thinking is very popular as a construct, but learning to think positively is not going to stop all these negative thoughts and feelings showing up. Just like, uh, you know, if you learn to speak Spanish, you won't forget English. You've got English and Spanish. So you can, you know, certainly learn to think more positively, but that's not going to stop all of this kind of self-doubt, self-judgment, uh, you know, worries, anxieties popping up in your head and uh, feelings of anxiety showing up in your body, uh, particularly in challenging, difficult situations. So just to emphasize the point, really, feelings of anxiety, feelings of doubt, feelings of perhaps I'm not good enough they are not individual or personal to us. These are universal afflictions, really. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, if we could, I think part of the problem is we see them as afflictions and certainly part of the, the thing that ACT uh, tries to do is help you see, well, actually, they don't have to be afflictions. This is just part of life. It's, uh, you know, and and these things serve a purpose because, you know, we, we, we've been focusing on the dark side, but the, the bright side of these things is that they help us prepare. You know, you can channel and kind of top performers do this. You can actually channel that anxiety constructively and usefully into your performance, but you can't do that while you're busy fighting it, suppressing it, trying to get rid of it. You have to turn towards it and embrace it and make use of it. So that was Dr. Russ Harris talking about how to manage uncomfortable thoughts and feelings and how to make space for them. And then when it comes to a diffusion technique, if you have a thought like, I don't deserve to be here, I'm going to be found out, etc. I'll just use a diffusion technique. Oh, I'm having the thought that I don't deserve to be here. I'm having the thought that I'm going to get found out. Thank you, mind. And then I would come into my senses. So what I can hear, what I can feel, my bottom on the chair, my feet on the floor, etc. Come into the present and just allow the thoughts and feelings to pass on through in their own good time.
That's it for now. Thank you very much for listening to this light episode about imposter syndrome. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do get in touch at Simon Mundy or via my website, simonmundy.com. You can drop me a message on there. Also, I would suggest humbly signing up for my newsletter Monday on a Monday when I actually will be elaborating a little bit more on this particular subject and being the observer of your thoughts, your feelings and your mind more generally amongst other topics. So that is at simonmundy.com. But that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And until next time, goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big